Well, good morning again. I think we've said good morning like 10 times. So just in case you were having a bad morning, we just welcomed you into the good morning again. So, wow, what an emotional morning already. I love that each of you are here. Um, Thank you for being here. My name is Leah Hammett, and I am the women's director here at Mid-Cities Church. And I'm super excited to speak this morning on worship and prayer. But before I do, I just wanna give you a little background for those that don't know me. Um, My family and I moved here about five years ago from Abilene. And, oh, there they are, there it is. And um, we are in the oil business, like about 75% people in the room. And so we know, I know exactly how it feels to be woken up in the middle of the night and to hear on the other side of the phone that um, the drill bit is stuck, okay? Which is always a good sign because then you get way more sleep, right? Because it's gonna take a while to get it out. So um, the ones that are out in the field, they don't get more sleep. And so it's kind of this, you know, and then also when, the, when you land the horizontal well, that's also a good time, okay? So I know how that feels. Uh, my husband is a petroleum geologist. We've got two kids, um, Bryce, who is 14, um, And I get emotional today because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be a freshman next year and we only have about four more years with him. So you can pray for me. And then our spunky daughter, Meg, um, she's a joy and I have a lot longer with her and she's kind of a mama's girl. So that's that's really good. Um, And she's 10. I'm excited to talk about worship and prayer today and continue on in the Purple Book series. And so let me pray and we'll get started. God, I thank you so much for just every person in here, God, that they are not here by accident, including myself. Lord, that you have a word for each one of us in here to ignite our hearts. Would you open our ears and open our eyes to see something new today, God, a new perspective in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm gonna go quick. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. I know that lunch is on the horizon, okay? And so I may just ask you, hey, are you with me? And just say yes, okay? We're gonna talk about worship and what worship is and then hit a little bit on prayer and how to pray. The definition of worship in the English is to acknowledge and ascribe worth to someone or something. And in the New Testament and the Old Testament, the most common words used for worship, they actually mean the same thing. And it's a physical act of worship. The Greek is proskuneo. I had to rehearse a lot to say that word right. And the Hebrew shakah, I love that one. Shakah, it's like to worship, okay? Means to bow down, to kneel, to lay down before a superior and to pay homage and to give respect. Let's open up the word this morning to Psalm 100. I'm gonna be using the ESV version because Pastor Ernie said that that's the most holy one. So we're gonna go with what he says, what he says goes, right? So in describing worship, in verse one, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness, Come into his presence. Isn't that what we did this morning, church? It's an invitation into his presence. And he always promises to inhabit our praises when we do that, yeah? So come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, that he is God. He's God overall. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. 
for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let me tell you something, church. He loved you first. He loved you first. And so we can show him our love and our admiration because he loved us first. And then it ends with his faithfulness and his faithfulness to what? All generations. Worship is the acknowledgement of God's glory. It's who he is, that there is something, someone, Father, Son, Holy Spirit that is transcendent and above and glorious. And because of that church, he wants He desires, he is jealous for our full attention, our full devotion, not just when we come together, but every day. We could spend all day talking about worship and I encourage you in your study quiet time, look up verses in worship. It's in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and you can just camp out in the Psalms and it's all over the place, it's so good. But we're gonna move on into three practical ways that we can worship, okay? So the first one is, if you're with me, say, okay. All right, we can worship God in spirit and truth. So John 4, 24, it says, God is spirit, right there. We've already learned about the Holy Spirit in the purple book, okay? God is spirit and those who worship him, keyword must worship in spirit and truth. That word must, it's a command, It's not if we want to worship or if it's a good day, I'll worship, but it's actually Jesus is commanding us to worship in both spirit and truth. And so what does that mean? If you just read that, like what does worship in spirit and truth mean? So let's break that up. To worship in spirit is to worship being led by the Holy Spirit, okay? The living God, the God that if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, he lives inside of you and allowing him to lead us in worship. Now, some of you may recognize me. I sing up here and I sing some worship songs sometimes when they let me, okay? It doesn't matter what we do up here. The most powerful worship leader is the Holy Spirit. He's so powerful, yeah? He is so powerful. When we are led by the Spirit, it involves something from each one of us. When we walk in this room or whether you're in your car or wherever you are, it involves something. It involves your yes, We say yes to the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit in return comes back in and he plants things in your heart and in my heart to give worship and praise back to himself. Can we just stop right there? We could go home on that. That is fascinating. We give him our yes, he plants that in our hearts. Have you ever walked in here in a bad mood on a Sunday morning? No. Y'all, if Sunday morning is gonna fall apart or if there is a morning that's gonna fall apart, it's gonna be Sunday morning, okay? If Jared and I are gonna get in a fight, we're gonna fight on a Sunday morning. It's gonna happen. There's gonna be some kind of argument where I have to forgive him over and over, not him forgive me, surely not. But um, there's the milk cup is gonna spill, you know? And it's just in, in the summer, it's gonna sit out there and just bake while you're in here and you know it, you know, and it's gonna stink. Or, you know, the date night that you had, it's gonna fall through, right? And you're gonna have to come in here and worship because maybe you know that you need to be here. I don't know, but you come in here with a sour heart or a sour attitude. And all of a sudden, the worship music starts playing and you, it shifts, something shifts. 
Like you get thankfulness that comes into your heart or you get a conviction and you repent and ask for forgiveness about what you did last night at the club. Whatever it is, all of a sudden your heart shifts. That is Holy Spirit. That's Holy Spirit coming in and planting in something that wasn't there when you left and got in the car to come here. To worship in truth is to worship It means to be grounded in his truth and to be grounded in and through his word. His truth is his word. When we dive into his word, we get to know who he is. And when we know who he is, then we can worship him. Have you ever tried to worship someone that you don't know who they are? You can't. We have to know his character and know who he is. And let me tell you something about the Bible. It's full of who he is. And it's full of promises in there that we get to stand on when life circumstances aren't exactly what we need them to be. And when we come in here, we hold onto those promises and we can worship him. That is worshiping in truth. And it's easy to worship him when we know who he is. See, God desires his church to worship in spirit and truth. He desires us to do that. And this happens when we truly know Jesus. We know who he is and what he has done for you and I. And when we partner with him, he comes in and does what only he can do in our hearts. Yeah? Are you with me? All right, number two. We can worship God through songs. Ephesians 5, 18 through 19 says, and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the what? Spirit, there it is again, worshiping in spirit and truth, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody melody to the Lord with your heart. A key phrase in this verse is making melody with your heart. A lot of people in corporate worship, see, that's what we did this morning. We're gonna do that here in a second again. Corporate worship is when we gather together as a body of Christ and we worship together, okay? And when we do that, Um, sometimes we think we have to be a good singer. So we don't open our mouth. Well, this verse tells us right here, it's what's in our heart. So when we're reading the lyrics to the song, we're digesting them. We're metabolizing them inside of our heart and we're agreeing with them. So even if you're not a good singer, it's okay. Don't you know that that's why they turn the music up loud? (laughs) It's a real thing. It's a real thing. He inhabits the praises of his people, like I said before, and what's in your heart he sees, yes? There's other ways that we can worship outside of corporately, in your car, okay? Drive into that well site. I mean, you need worship music when you drive to Pecos, okay? There's nothing out there, so you might as well just turn up 88.7 and just rock it out, okay? Um, That's a good time to do it. Um, I love to do it. I don't do it often enough. But when your kids are doing homework, it's a great time or right before they get home or just after dinner before bedtime. There's an awesome um, Christian instrumental music on Spotify. It's awesome. You can search that, have it play through your house. Just let it wash over you. Let lyrics wash over you. Earbuds at the office, put it on there. No one knows what you're listening to. You can still worship and let those lyrics and those truths wash over you. There are times though in corporate worship and even in personal worship 
where it's just not enough. We have to do something. Worshiping through our heart is not enough. We have to physically respond, yeah? And it's that proskuneo and that shaka that I was talking about where our heart is moved so much in worship that we have to physically respond. The lyrics wreck us. I don't know if you've ever been in here and you read a lyric that just Holy Spirit plants it right there and it goes straight to your heart, yeah? That's good stuff. It's those moments where we get to physically respond. That's why we raise our hands. And it's all throughout scripture, that physical response, like I said, in the New Testament and the Old Testament. When we feel these things, church, we need to act on them. This is a safe place to do that. Your car is a safe place. When you pull up, watch someone's face when you pull up right next to them and you're like, (laughs) you know? And then you look at them and you go, do you know who I'm? God, it's God. So number three, we can worship God through prayer. Okay, prayer is an important response to the Lord and is another way that we can worship God and experience Him. Prayer is just simply communicating with God. It's not anything fancy. It's not anything scary. You don't need to make it any more than it is. A lot of people don't pray because they don't know how to pray or they're scared to pray or they don't feel like it's important. Let me tell you something. If I didn't communicate with Jared, what kind of relationship would we have? If I never spoke with my husband, if I was never, if we didn't ever have intimate conversations, if I didn't ever confess to him when I, when I messed up um, and I just went through life and didn't communicate with him, our relationship would not be close. It's the same with God. God wants you to communicate with him. He already knows what you're gonna pray before you pray it. It's to align our hearts Yeah? In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Supplication means asking for what we need with humility, not commanding. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. What will it do? Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we go to him, and we get peace and he's gonna guard our hearts and our minds as we pray to him. It's about a heart posture. Your heart posture when you pray is more important than the fancy words. So how do we pray? Some of you in here may be like, that's great, but how do I pray? Well, Jesus made it real, real easy. He gave us directions. Y'all, I love him. He is good. When we have a question in our mind, how do you do that? He's like, well, this is how you do it. And it's in Matthew 6, 9 and 13. Go ahead and flip for me there for those of you that brought your Bibles. And when you do, I'm gonna kind of take pieces of the Lord's prayer and break it apart. So if you're writing notes, you can kind of write beside if you want to in there. So we're gonna break it up line by line. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus says, pray then like this. This is how you pray, church. Our Father in heaven, right there, 
right there. He's saying, recognize who God is. Okay, well, who is he? He is healer, he is sustainer, he is constant, he is never leaving. God, I love you because you never leave me. Lord, you are constant. Those kind of prayers, okay? So speak out who he is. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed means to praise. So looks like this. I know you're good and I know that you have good things for me, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Right there, that is submitting to his ways over our ways. It's a dying to self moment in your prayers, yes? On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Right there, give us our day our daily bread. We're asking for what we need with that humility. Asking him for wisdom. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. We can ask our father for things. And forgive us our debts. When we pray, we have to be honest, church. We can't hide from him. And that's not creepy. It's good. <laughs> he, he already knows. So confess, be honest with God, repent, ask for forgiveness. And then here's the kicker. Once you ask for it, receive it. Because what he did on the cross for you, guess what? It's enough. Yeah? It's enough. And then we're, we've got to forgive others and forgive us our debts. So when, you, um, when we pray, we need to walk in grace and mercy to others, knowing that we're not perfect and they're not perfect. And so we need to extend that forgiveness and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil right there. That's asking for a covering and a protection over us and then ending with praise. So the shorter version of that is, and if y'all will leave it up just a little bit longer so those that are taking notes can get it. Worship and praise, submission, his ways over our ways, what you need, asking with humility, not commanding, confession, repentance, and forgiveness, and ending with praise of who he is. It's good. All you gotta do is talk to him. We're gonna end today talking about a couple misconceptions about worship, a couple things that worship is not. Um, worship, number one, worship is not for anyone or anything but God. It's only for Him. Because we are made to worship, did you know that? Your sole purpose is to worship Him. Every single one of us to worship him. Puts it in a different perspective for me, for sure. So if we're not worshiping him, what we were made to do, then we're gonna worship something or we're gonna worship someone. And it's usually gonna be something that is fluid. You know, being, in, being a wife of an oil man, um, in the oil market, we found out really quickly, we were in the, we're, we're both from um, Canyon and Happy, small towns, and we got moved to the Woodlands and then Abilene. And so all of that, we found out real quick after three downturns that the oil market was fluid. That it was not the solid foundation that we needed to put our hope in. Up and down and up and down the roller coaster, and it would eat me alive every single time and eat Jared alive every single time. 
until we said, Lord, that's yours. We're in the business, but you'll take care of that. We're gonna stand on the solid foundation of who you are and we're gonna worship you in the downturn and we're gonna worship you in the boom. Right now, it's a boom. But let me tell you something, there's another downturn coming, church. Those of you that are in the oil business, it's coming and it's gonna be okay because we're gonna worship him no matter what. So if we're, if we're worshiping something or, or someone else besides God, then we're worshiping idols and we don't have time. That's another sermon for another day. But you can, in your study time, look up idols and you can read about all the idols. I mean, some of them are money, fame, family. I need to be in the limelight. I have to be seen. Politics, husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends. I don't care how cute they are. They're not your Jesus, your husband, your wife, she's not your Jesus, okay? Career ladders, success, all material things, an image, what other people think or holding up that image, yeah? There are many more and I bet each and every one of us can identify with something that we're tempted one way or another through a certain idol. And a question that keeps my heart kind of in check is if I'm not worshiping God, then what or who am I worshiping? Yeah. And then the second one we're gonna end today with worship is not conditional. Are you with me? Okay, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Notice it says all circumstances. That means the good or the bad. No, and the bad the good and the bad. In John, Jesus tells us that we will have trouble in this world, but to take heart that he has overcome the world. See, worship cannot be conditional on the good or bad circumstances of our lives. Let me tell you something. We have to worship him through both. We cannot let our feelings dictate our worship. Feelings lie. They tell us that we can't worship and that the valley and the pit that we may be in in that particular season or this morning is just too much. I know some of you are in here and the pit that you're in, it just feels too much. It's so overwhelming. It's suffocating. Let me tell you something. I've been there but we have to get to a place where we can say, this hurts, God, but I'm gonna praise you anyway because I know you have purpose. I know that you're making me stronger because in my weakness, you are made strong. I know that you are good and you are making me Christ-like every single day. We have to get to a place where we can worship through valleys and through storms. My son, a couple of years back, um, we love to camp. We love to kayak and all of that. Well, I don't love to camp. They love to camp. I love to kayak and then go stay in a nice bed. Um, but uh, we love to do that. And um, my son Bryce was in the Lano River down in Junction and he swallowed some river water. And normally that would just upset your stomach, you know, but it went to his bloodstream. And um, salmonella and E. coli was found in his bloodstream and we had to rush him to the hospital and, um, we were actually a part of um, Neely campus and um, that body over there, I love my Neely campus people. So they just surrounded us at the hospital. And I remember in the hospital room 
turning on worship music. And I was at such a place of desperation because they did not guarantee whether Bryce was gonna live or not. And I remember being in such desperation that I could not sing a word. So I just let it wash over me and wash over my son and my family. And God chose to heal Bryce. And I know I've been a part of this story where he doesn't choose to heal, but he heals on the other side. He heals in heaven, yeah? We have to worship through the storm. The most violent weapon that we can have towards the enemy is worship. If we wanna stick it to the enemy, then we worship through that storm. You know why? This is how I know, because he told us that victory is on the other side. So when we worship through that storm, then we worship through the storm knowing that God wins in the end. We worship through the storm knowing that victory is on the other side. So when we're broken, we're going, I'm gonna worship you right now, God. I don't understand, but I know there's victory and I'm gonna worship you until I see that victory. Amen? Yeah, it's good. I want you to do something for me. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads. No one looking around. We're gonna take some time this morning if the worship team will go ahead and come, come up. We're gonna take some time this morning and worship for two more songs. But before we do, I want to invite you and your heart into something. I wanna invite you to give your yes to the spirit this morning. Just like we spoke about worshiping in in spirit and in truth. I want you to give your yes so that he can come in in these next two songs and plant things in your heart that are just for you and just between you and him. I wanna invite you to participate in that proscuneo and that shakal, those physical acts of worship You can move about the room. The altar is open. I can't worship in the middle. So just say, excuse me and go to the aisle if you need to. But when you feel those physical acts start to bubble up, respond to your father who is worthy. And maybe some of you have made that your worship conditional. You only worship when things are good or God blesses you or when you get what you want. If this is you, I wanna invite you to confess that during these next two songs to your Lord. Be honest with him and praise him anyway. Praise him through the storm. For those on the mountaintop experience, I want you to praise him with all you have. And for those that are in the storm right now, I want you to worship him, knowing that victory is on the other side. And if you can't speak a word, then just let it wash over you. Let the Holy Spirit just wash over you and those lyrics and truths wash over you. God, I thank you. Thank you for making us to worship you, God. Would you come in Holy Spirit and would you come and ignite 
our hearts, God. We wanna partner with you. We want that union, God. Lord, we love you. You are worthy of our full attention this morning. In Jesus' 